What is up, guys? We are back for you another episode of Rig for Dirt. I just blew out Frank's eardrums on that one. <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, I mean, I'm excited. This is uh, the second part of our Death Valley episodes. Um, you've probably already listened to the one where Frank and I recapped kind of the last uh, day and a half of our trip on the uh, Death Valley Trail. Um, well, it's, it's comprised of multiple trails, but right, our right. little experience in Death Valley. Kind of exploring Death Valley as a park and as a, as a region. Yeah, and this one was kind of brought brought to us by a Dead Man Off-Road. They invited us out to uh, come out and just experience this trail with them, and they had done it before. Um, and they're, you know, if you're not familiar with Dead Man, I'll give you a little background uh, that I had. When I was building Kate, it was super important to me um, when I was building her based on the reason why I built her, which was getting stuck with my family in a, in a car that was f- severely under-equipped and then deciding, having that father knee-jerk reaction where I'm like, I'll never get stuck again, ever. And in my process of researching, looking into things and working actually with Luke from Rig Supply, um, you guys were connected with them. Um, I found out about Deadman. And the first thing, of course, that draws you to that product is it's just cool graphic design. Like the iconography is really cool. Um, the little Deadman guys, you know, and you're like, what, what are these guys all about? And then you find out like, okay, so they've, they've created something where if you're really up Shit's Creek and without that paddle and like there's no trees, like no rocks, um, all you have is dirt or sand around you. Or snow, yeah, or snow. Um, you be quiet. I'm going to introduce you in a minute. Um, <laughs> yeah, no butting in, guys. Yeah. Or okay. snow, uh, but thank you. Like anything that you could fill it up with outside of like water. <laughs> um, <laughs> this this is your product because basically it is a it, and I'll and I'll have Daniel explain it better. But it's like it's a bag. You bury it. You connect to four points on it with your with your winch. And you basically can winch yourself out of a shitty situation without needing a tree or a standard uh, anchor point. So, um, with that said, I, I definitely jumped all over it. I got it, and you know, it only took about a year and a half before I um, um, ended up hanging out with these guys, which is fine. You know, things had to take their course. But Sam, Sam, who's uh, um, heading their entire marketing efforts. He reached out to me on, on Instagram and we had meet, met each other at the, with Frank. No, you, wasn't you, weren't, you weren't there. No, I wasn't so there. it was just, yeah. So Sam was hanging out with us with Casey. Yeah. Um, at the Joshua tree cleanup uh, with roaming lost and lost Sasquatch. Yeah. I was supposed to be there and then I got sick and we were also moving out of our house. That's right. That's right. Oh, <laughs> it was such a shit show for you. Yes. It was um, so horrible. <laughs> and so, Anyway, Sam, we got to talking and then like later on he like hit me up and he's like, Hey, you want to come on a on a little trail run with us? I'm like, sure. And here we are. And so I'd like to introduce both Daniel and Bryant. Hey guys. Hey, how you doing? So why How's don't why don't you uh, go ahead and give me an intro? Uh, so this is Bryant with Dead Man Off Road and This is Daniel with Dead Man Off Road. Uh, Bryant, what do you do? I'm a mechanical engineer by trade. Okay. And with Dead Man. I am with Dead Man. Yes, I'm the one who who uh, helped come up with the, the concept with buddy and I, of mine and I, and uh, it really did start out very much with like what you were talking about, where like you had a family and you needed a way to not get out, and when you're um, in a in a place where there isn't much options, right. and so 
that's actually kind of where I was born. Same same idea. That's awesome. And uh, you are so basically you're the co-founder and co-owner. Yes, of I am. Offer. Yep. Got it. And hi, I'm Daniel Norwood. I'm the also a co-founder and the CEO. Um, I joined Bryant back in I think early seventeen, late sixteen, um, when it was just a really cool idea. And um, uh, my background is actually in software product management and product marketing. And so I said, Brian, you're the engineer on this. Um, I think I can help you take it to market. Let's do a Kickstarter. Let's do something fun and take this thing to market. And, uh, and we did. And it's been super fun the last couple of years being able to, to work together and to take this thing um, further, I guess, further than we thought it would go. <laughs> At first, we didn't really know. Um, but... Yeah, yeah, it's just been a lot of fun. And and the community is amazing. The people we've been able to meet are amazing. And you guys obviously included. It's just been um, a wonderful, wonderful ride. No, I appreciate that. So you, you're saying you started as a Kickstarter? We did. That's how you kicked it oh, off? Wow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. How'd it go? It went really, really well. Um, what, was your, what was your like goal? And what, what was your final? <laughs> we, we had a $50,000 goal. Okay. Um, no, no, no. We had a twenty-five or thirty thousand dollar goal, didn't we? It was, it was, yeah, about like twenty-five, I think, is what our goal was, and we hit almost fifty. That's wow. right. As we went into it, we thought, okay, let's make sure we don't lose any money on this, sure. and um, uh, but we obviously needed to make enough that we could continue and, and run this thing, and so um, yeah, the, the the feedback from the community, we we really connected with a lot of folks in the Toyota community initially, just because we were Toyota owners ourselves. Right, still are. Um, yeah. We still are exactly, <laughs> um, but um, yeah, we, we launched on Kickstarter. It went um, really a lot better than we thought it would go, and uh, we were super excited when we when we ended around fifty. Um, it took us forever to get the products out to market afterwards, but I think we we learned some good lessons through that, and um, yeah, we made a lot of really good friends along the way. Yeah, I think people really underestimate the challenges of manufacturing, right, and like getting everything ready to go and you know from from sourcing to making to packaging to shipping like all of that is like a, a job in and of itself it absolutely is and and what you think might take a couple of weeks takes a couple of months and a couple yeah. of months takes even more yeah so the dead man is truly that piece of gear that i hope i never have because i i haven't opened it up out of the bag I, actually the only person who's ever used my dead man is justin from factor 55 when he needed to tow something at sema and he needed one of the soft shackles to do it with but beyond that, it's one of those pieces. Come on, of that was gear. the first thing he thought about. Yeah, it he's is. Like, hey, he's all, Ali, you have your dead man. I'm like, yeah. He goes, I need to use something out of it. So, yep. but for me, it's like I never want to have to use it. I hope I'm never that out of luck to where I do. And if anything, maybe I hope to use it for somebody else. You know, but um, yeah, it's just it's just that peace of mind. It's that piece yeah. of gear, right, that you carry that you you're, you you don't wish you don't want to use it, but when you have to, you're so grateful you have it. <laughs> that's right. So in many ways, it's an insurance policy. We yep. all know that, right? And that's what a lot of our recovery gear is. I mean, even the winches for many Absolutely. of us. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like I hope I never need to use yeah, it. Totally. But what we when we created it, we wanted to make sure that it was something that was small, that was lightweight, that yep. was easily packable, that didn't take up a lot of space in your in your rig or a lo- totally. use a lot of weight. So it can stay there and you've always got it but the nice thing about it is what what bryant um and a few other folks initially set out to do in creating a ground anchor what we found was it's a fantastic anything anchor 
right? right. So that's why we kind of named it the Earth Anchor. But so it, everybody knows that you can bury it, put it in the dirt, put it in the mud, put it in the sand or in sure. snow. But it's a sixty th- what sixty six thousand pound uh, tree strap. When you put it around that, you can no use doubt. it as, as a winch line extension. You can use it as a bridle. You can use it around rocks. So it basically becomes a, a grab anything sort of tool that you can use with your winch. So wow. not just in the dirt at the Joshua Tree cleanup, but I know it's not designed to haul things, but like people are using it to haul trash yeah. out of like canyons and stuff. Yeah, that's pretty rad. Yeah. That was rad. So it's always interesting when you get invited to go hang out with a bunch of people you've never hung out with before. That's true. That's true. Because we've never. I mean, I this is my first time meeting meeting you guys. Yep. And um, getting oh, invited on this trip. The only person I knew was uh, Sam and you coming yeah. to this. And uh, Sam, dude's doing an, a heck of a job. He's like getting out there, like just oh, like yeah. bedding himself within the community. It's like really rad to see. And uh, and yeah, he connected with us. Uh, connected with a bunch of my friends uh, that were at the cleanup. And uh, and here we are. And like we came into this with. For me, it's always like really low expectations when it comes to the desert. Like, I I like the forests. I like you know like the Tahoe area stuff like that, um, Yosemite. But coming out here, like, there was a lot of preconceived notions that got kind of shattered. And then hanging out with you guys, like the entire crew was just solid. Like the mix of everyone was just everyone's complimentary and everyone like kind of helps each other. And it sounds like you guys do these types of like you know trails and and excursions together often yeah but you know we well some of us are able to go out together bright and i go out together sam and a few others um we always end up finding ourselves with someone else as well and so sam brought a number of the folks that he's connected with that were i think new for both of us right bryant yeah um and um but I, I don't know. I, I just go back to our experience the last couple of years and really getting connected with more of the off-road community outside of local San Diego, getting connected with the um, uh, the overland community. We, we've, we've met so many amazing people. We've been stuck ourselves and had problems right. and people just gone completely out of their way to help us. Just think about like what Rogue Overland and, and some others. Um, we just haven't really met any any duds. Yeah. Right? We've been really, really blessed, I think. Yeah, absolutely. No, everybody's been really good. Um, and that's one of the, the fun things about working in this industry is that just everybody we've met has all been good guys. You know, we've never had like, oh, I, and yeah, that was cool, but never again. It's all <laughs> right. been like, like, let's do this again. That was, that was awesome. No matter the trial that we've gone through, it's like just guys just gather around and it's it's been great. You don't you don't find a lot of whiny bitchy people. That's true. Doing this, I think I think it's because what we do out here and what most of us kind of do in the distances we cover and the lifestyle in general is you do have to kind of have a, a thick skin and you kind of have yeah. to and you also have to have a mind that's that's that seeks out challenges because yep. you're going to be challenged yep. and not just in the sense that you're going to find an obstacle, you're going to be challenged. To get home sometimes yeah <laughs> like you're just yeah. just to just to simply get from point a to point b could potentially be a very difficult challenge and that's okay. not for someone who gives up easily nope no absolutely not did you guys already talk about our exciting adventures today so we I was gonna, started <laughs> i was gonna get to that so we we left off basically uh getting into furnace yeah, that was where we left off. Yeah, uh-huh. okay. getting into first Creek and how you got fleeced for gas at that first stop. But <laughs> right. I gotta say, well, so what was that first stop that we did? That resort? Uh, that's a furnace resort. It was uh, the ranch. 
there, right? He has a ranch. Is it called the ranch? That Valley the ranch, ranch or the yeah, Furnace Ranch? Death I don't ranch. know. The Furnace Ranch sounds yeah. about right. The general store was awesome there. It like, was awesome. Really good. The, if the you're bathrooms. in Death Valley, yeah, the, bath- the bathrooms. Dude, okay, <laughs> the whole place so, was actually like really nice. Really nice. Eddie World. Furnace Creek. <laughs> Those are your stops. Those are your bathroom stops, man. Yeah. Like it is it is just really nice and the people are super friendly and they have like pretty much everything you need. A really a really small grocery like section, but you can get like fresh fruit, um, get all your drinks, you can get your booze, sandwiches, uh, drinks. It's surprisingly upscale yes. for where you are as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, straight up. And then it's really nice. Um and you know, it is a resort, so there are rooms that you can rent, but this general store is open to whoever. And uh, and yeah, and then you, there's like awesome little like trinkets that you can get it for the family back yeah. home. Yeah, if you need uh, to get some, uh, if you need to get your your little one or young ones and some tchotchkes, yeah, yeah, that's definitely the spot to do it. Yep. Um, but yeah, so we ended kind of at the at the gas station, like charging me like four dollars and ninety cents a gallon for like <laughs> ninety one octane. <laughs> like you bastards. And then from there, yeah, we just kind of hit the road, right? With you, um, kind of leading us, right? Daniel, kind of yeah. leading the charge. That um, was a pretty the whole epic climb. Yeah. Man. Oh yeah, so, the climb back out. Yeah, so, yeah it was what five thousand feet in just like, a couple of miles. No yeah. time. I was like yeah. just watching my nav, my nav, and just seeing the mile, uh, the altitude just grow. Like right. every ten seconds was like twenty feet or something. Right. Like that. Mind yeah. you, five thousand so, feet like three times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so now we're in Saline Valley, right? And right. just kind of on the cusp of it. But we had to cross two mountain ranges to get here. Yeah, yeah. which is which blows my mind because. I've, I mean, growing up in Southern California, which I think you guys are from Southern California as well, right? So San Diego, right? San Diego, right? Yeah, we are. Yeah. So you guys know that when you go over a mountain, it's usually a long, windy ordeal. Yeah. Like it's not. I'm like a we, straight road. We cross these mountains like like <laughs> head on, head on. Yeah, the, the road. The only way to do it. The road was straight up <laughs> and then straight down. <laughs> You're just like whoa. <laughs> like, yeah. It was nuts. Well, I was thinking though, this day was was interesting because we we set out this morning. We were trying to get out at eight. Almost right. got it. Right, was eight oh six. Yeah, you were yeah. like eight oh six. I'll take it. I'll take eight oh six. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we had a lot planned for today. We were gonna go do Echo Canyon. We were gonna ch- kind of check out Titus. Yeah, no, time. you weren't. No, we weren't. <laughs> no, you weren't. <laughs> <laughs> well. Yeah, I thought I oh, was. Oh, hopes I was. and dreams are dashed. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what was cool was we had all these different- Damn it, Brian. Through, <laughs> through all the mechanical problems, everybody chipped in. Uh, you know, folks that, that I kind of knew a little bit, got to know really well, and just everybody jumped in and helped fix stuff. We, we stopped, I don't know, four or five times. Yeah. It was crazy. But, it's crazy. Um, but it was really kind of cool to see how Francis, people- Francis, dude. Uh, he that is, guy oh, man. is a superhuman- like, yeah, we should see the inside of the the back of his tundra too. His it's tundra cavernous. is his tundra. He's got everything a, in there. It's a rolling shop. Dude's a push tech, so I mean, he's yeah. just he comes prepared, and he's got he like does. air tools and like yeah, yeah, it's that amazing. Uh, yes. And to that to that point, I would say, Brian, you're pretty well versed yourself. Like, um, you have I I I kind of like your whole like super. You're like you don't speak really loud, but you seem to carry a lot of knowledge. Um, and <laughs> yeah. and then like you know just watching you. Uh, have your entire like wheel at a forty-five degree angle lodged, yeah. lodged into your <laughs> wheel well, well. Right. and dude, not the way it was supposed to be. Not the way it was supposed to be, but you were like really breaking a sweat. It didn't really phase him, right? It like, didn't seem like it phased like, you too bad. It was like ah, uh, just another day. Yeah, tell us, tell us from your point of view this day <laughs> and the things you went through. Well, it sucked. <laughs> it <Sure>. sucked. <laughs> <laughs> to sum it, to sum it up, that was it. Sucked. It still sucks. I mean, there's this. More He's got more a wife issues. to go back home to. Yeah, I know. No, like the, unfortunately, this is my wife's daily driver. <laughs> oh and, my uh, gosh! Yeah, so <laughs> you're wheeling your wife's daily driver. That's fantastic. It is. Yeah. I mean, 
Yeah, she does she, actually she have a does. really cool range. She, she's 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 super rad. So, you know, <laughs> it's it's uh yeah, you know, it, it, it that was uh, not fun. Um, it was it was totally my fault. Like I've done a lot of uh, I do a lot of the work on my own rig, and and it's just something I actually enjoy doing it. It's just, it's one of those like calming things to, sure. to work on something yeah, like that. Yeah. And, Totally. Like it's it's fun. Like I can spend hours and hours doing it, and I usually do. And it's one of those things where it's like I promise my wife that it's like oh it'll be a couple hours. Like eight hours later, I'm like yeah it's yeah. it's going great, <laughs> you know. So, um, but yeah, today unfortunately uh, some bolts backed out that I should probably check and right. make sure that pesky, everything's pesky bolts and, backing out, man. Those pesky bolts. Yeah, and uh, it it uh it came apart and then unfortunately like the, just the bolts backed out altogether like it, at first we thought something had sheared but it but it actually hadn't You're right it was just there was there was four bolts all that chop three of them backed out completely and lost yeah. some somewhere along the way and the last one finally sheared and uh fortunately it was a it was a low speed kind of like things falling apart <laughs> and uh yeah till the wheels fall off till the wheels right. yeah and the <laughs> wheels, what's, that, what's that daniel what did what did daniel say I, I was just saying thanks to Ollie because remember oh. we started out I was ho- trying to well, haul right and you're like you know we should probably take it a little easier I was like okay because I was watching us like <laughs> put so much distance between ourselves and the rest of the pack. The, the guys behind yeah. us yeah yeah, yeah. that was I a mean, good even call. us that was a good we call. were with you so yeah. when the failure happened it wasn't truly catastrophic <laughs> just mostly catastrophic yeah, yeah. Well, I, I felt something wobble and I was like oh, what's going on here like this yeah. doesn't feel right that so I get out moving like that yeah I, I looked around I'm like and kicked tires literally and uh it looked fine so i just like kept on going and then just like just a few hundred miles or a hundred uh yards after that it's just like boof. i just i literally Gave skidded it to a stall wow a halt. and i'm just like uh it's going that out and, like the wheel is like not in the right place and bent up a quarter panel and all that kind of good stuff so wow that was a pretty gnarly break that was pretty gnarly i mean but it, it was. still could have been so much worse. It could have right? been so much worse, and you know, and we were able to like find bolts off of other the other guys in the Tundra group. Yeah, you know, where like, were you pulling those bolts off of? Like they're 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 hitches. Like they they have these same thread pitch, same length, same length, That's pretty rad. much. And I was able to just, you know, Francis, he just like went and literally stole it off his own rig and some other people's <laughs> rigs. <laughs> and so that, rad. And then uh, it they they fit right on in, and we were able to get that going and. Um, you know, unfortunately, there was some like uh, oversight and as to some other things, part uh, to how things should be like uh, put back together. And right, because right, you you couldn't because there's something else that you, happened. Right, because you couldn't uh, put the axle back in. The axle was was shredded. Right, so you you rolled off without the axle intentionally. Basically, had three wheel drive. Yeah, basically had three wheel drive. Um, but we had to because we were like I think. I didn't look at it specifically, but I think away. it was about 30 miles away from Furnace Creek. On a proper like, right? And that yeah. was the easy way out. We could have gone back through Mangle Pass, but that would right. have obviously been a lot harder. So you're really yeah. in the middle of nowhere. Nobody's coming to get you. So it was very, you're very resourceful in getting it all back together. So exactly. So the, the axle had completely ripped, and um, so we couldn't put that back in and have four wheel drive. And, and it was easy enough to go two wheel drive all the way back. Um, right. right, pretty much all downhill, and, and it was all downhill at the bottom. It was yeah. easy. So that was good. Um, but, but then that wasn't it. That, that wasn't it. That no. was just the beginning. And amazingly, you got through both mountain passes. Uh, yeah, and then on the way up on the second mountain pass that we were doing, and and like things just started like I started getting lights and ABS sensor going off, and it's just yeah. like things were freaking out, and it's like what's going on? And like, we had done like, the passes 
already before the ABS sensors went off, right? Like the, we we were coming up the last section. I yeah, think, right? we were coming up the last section, and then it was just it was just not happy. And then when we finally like pulled off to the road to where we we're going to be going camping, and and I was just like, all right, guys, things are not right. And so we started looking into it more and more, and like, it, and uh, due to the oversight back when we were fixing it in the first place, um, we didn't. Um, uh, the the wheel bearings started to come apart. Oh and, wow! Yeah, and like That's, honestly, yeah. like if I had cut, gone much further, like eventually I would have lost the wheel again. Is and, that because and, the axle would normally keep that all together? Exactly. Or? exactly. And we so, were at highway speed to boot now. Yep. So that would have been super catastrophic. Super catastrophic. Was so, it yeah. designed to be without the axle? No, it wasn't. Interesting. So, uh, so what we had to do is we had to uh, literally destroy the axle more so that we could like fit it back in and be able to bring the the bearing back together. But the bearing seized because it didn't like what was happening. Sure. And, uh, it was like screaming in agony. No. Yeah. So like we were having to fight a seized bearing on the on the wheel, and then like so. But this is like when we got to the. This is when we got to the road here. Yeah. Right. Right. What was this road called? Um, Saline Road. Yeah, Saline Road. Valley, right. Saline Valley Road. It. And so, like, then you realize you had this major issue. Yeah. We're down there, and then, and then, basically, with the help of Francis again, again, yep, <laughs> to the rescue, you guys fully disassembled everything on the trail one more time. Yeah, we pretty much we pulled it all back apart. We took the uh, the axle that had broken, and we we destroyed it some more. We took the axle, like the broken shaft of the axle, off so that. We could at least put um, some sort of um, clamping force back onto the uh, the the bearing, and then unfortunately the bearing, like you know, we were able to kind of put it back together right. and push it in, but like it's still squealing and all that, so uh, it's kind of done. And uh, yeah, so but there's we, a toe in your future. There's a toe in my future, but yeah. fortunately it's a. But you're here now. I'm here now, and it's going to be a, a, a like we're going to go rent a U-Haul flat trailer kind of thing, tow back to 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 home. So yeah. Uh, it's not gonna be as bad as is taking AAA all the way home, because <laughs> that would be like a what, a 300, 400 oh, mile tow. Easy, <laughs> yeah. easy. We we oh. have experience with that, by yeah. the way. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna Literally, cost. It's gonna run you about a thousand. About a grand. Yeah, yeah to, to do that way. No, yeah. So fortunately, so, we'll be be able to avoid some of that. So from from all this, I I, I gained the idea that you're not a novice to off-roading and this no. is not something that's like just new to you so what got you started into the whole world of off-road it actually was the move to california like I, I, I grew up in the east coast okay over in maryland and uh i moved out to california about seven years ago uh got a job out here and uh it's just the whole being out here there's just so many more opportunities just to go and explore than i felt on the east coast then, because the east coast everything's like privately owned right it really is like oh there's, wow there's there's hardly any public land there's not a lot of open space no no open space and you're just kind of confined and um garbage so being here on the west coast is just it's so different and um and so actually i bought a jeep um, that was one of the things I like, sold my car back in Maryland and like over here in, in, in California, I bought a Jeep, bought a JK and you got a scrambler, right? Too. Well, like, I have a scrambler currently, but uh, Oh, this was your first, my first got one. It. I am selling the scrambler. Not, That's not right. Wink, wink. Plug, plug, wink, wink. <laughs> yeah. Reach out to dead man off road on, give him a DM. If you're interested <laughs> right. in a scrambler, right? 1981 <laughs> running great. Selling for a great price. Yes. Yes. Must go. <laughs> Must go. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. That's right. Has, has to afford a new car for his wife. <laughs> he does so, now, right? <laughs> I bought a JK uh-huh. and uh, great. I actually, honestly, totally missed that that truck. It was, it was such a good Jeep. But um, I have four kids, 
I put a third row in there um, using the Terraflex third row right. install and all that. And uh, had four car seats in there and threw them in my 100-pound lab on top of all that. And uh, wow. it was it was kind of um, packed. That probably yeah, there's felt no like room were, for anything. No, that probably felt like, like you were moving every time you put the family in there. Yeah. I don't know, it, was, it was like a clown car. <laughs> <laughs> you open up the doors and it's just people kept pouring out. It's like, what's going on? So um, it's crazy. It was. And so like, but we were going out to the Anzaborego Desert and it was that was one of those things where it's just like, I'm with my family and I had four young kids and it's just like, it was going to be, if we got stuck, like, what am I going to do? And then uh, a good buddy of mine who's kind of in the same boat, you know, he's, he's had, uh, he had three kids in a small Jeep and, and so we were just kind of like brainstorming just like, okay, um, what could we do? Like there, there are other options out there, but it's just like they're expensive and they're heavy. And like, I literally have no room. I literally have no room. Yep. So we I needed know. something lightweight that we could do. And so there's this, um, back in the day, back in the, like, uh, in the seventies, my, my buddy's dad, he, he would use, um, sandbags like sandbags from home depot or whatever oh, wow. and like fill them up with sand and okay dig a hole wrap their winch line around it and throw it in the hole and then kind of like a tire almost like, like, a tire, a, yeah, like an but, anchor right just but an not anchor. A, like it's an anchor in the ground right so like well there's literally nothing like that on the on the market so i was like why don't we come up and with you're carrying a sandbag with you right well <laughs> it doesn't have to be like it could be empty sandbag, right yeah right? it could you be just, empty sure it. yeah or you just you just put it fill it and then bury right. it but it's like well there's no such thing like that on the market like unless you want to go and just grab a crappy version so maybe let's, so we started thinking through that like okay maybe a sandbag kind of like explored that but it's like what about a parachute you know let's just put a parachute in the ground like that kind of makes sense right, right. so that's kind of how the whole thing develops is the fact that like we needed something lightweight, foldable, something that we can just compact and, and put it somewhere where we could put it under the kids' feet, whatever it might end up being. And that's how kind of the whole idea kind of started. It is super compact. I mean, things like the size of a really big burrito. Like, yeah. It's like a one really of those uh, Subway six-foot-long <laughs> subs you get for your office party. Like, right. But not even that big. But, not like, even, but definitely not It's like feet. what? It's like three, four feet? What no, is it's it? 28 inches. 28 inches. Yeah. Okay, whatever so that just is. just a little... <laughs> Two two feet something. Two feet four inches by by like the size of a big burrito. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, by the diameter, the girth. It has the girth of a very large burrito. Girth, exactly. <laughs> it's like going to and it's got a good handle on it. <laughs> and it's got these straps that fit perfectly into my Max tracks. Yep. As we as we found out this morning, yep. which is I'm like, oh, this is the way I should probably carry it from now that's, on. That's what we wanted because like, it's super can, accessible. Yeah, we wanted to make sure like it's that's the thing with recovery gear. Like a lot of times, it you you never plan to get stuck right but sometimes when you get stuck it's not in the best situation it's yeah. not just like right. on a flat piece of ground sunk down it's like there's there's usually an element of like oh crap exactly this is this is not good and sometimes it could be really precarious where it's like oh this guy might be you know falling over if we don't do something quick so this you know having something your your recovery gear and that's like both daniel and i have like this strong belief like having recovery gear be quickly accessible for that situation where you might have to just jump into action sure and is it, that's it's important so like the dead man has that sort of thing like it might not necessarily need to be attached to your winch but there might be other ways like okay we need to grab this tree and grab this this toe strap to this roof rack so this guy doesn't fall over anymore sure 
I think one of the things about being prepared is it gives you a lot of confidence and that can, that can kind of cut both ways. And so you have to yeah, be careful right. that you don't, you <laughs> sure, don't become sure. overconfident, but, um, but the confidence that, that you can get out of a situation if you get yourself into it is I think important when you come out here. And so, um, you know, we found, I was thinking as you're talking about this, the, the time this last spring where we're up in, um, not too far outside of Bishop running a trail, it was pretty, pretty chill. Um, started to see a little bit of snow and we popped out into this nice field and there was more snow in the field but the snow we'd been running over had been just fine it wasn't too thick right. and and i was solo i was solo at nine thousand feet oh, no. um and i'm like oh well i'll just go across the field and i can see dry land across the other side and it's probably just like what i rolled yeah. through i wasn't five feet into it and i was sunk really? right i was sunk uh, all four wheels are spinning in freely tundra uh, in my Tacoma. Oh, Tacoma. Yeah, in the Tacoma. I mean, the Tacoma's not small either, right? I'm on four or so inches of lift on 35s. I mean, yeah. it's it's built. It's built well. But um, but I didn't freak out, right? Because I knew that I was prepared. So there were no trees around. So I buried the thing in the snow. I buried it at the farthest end of my, my winch line. And I even added the winch line extension. So I got like a full... I don't know, 150 feet or so out of that that one thing. Nice. And I was out. And so it was just nice knowing that we I could go where I wanted to go. I didn't really know what was around the corner, but I knew I was prepared if, if something weird happened, and it did. So that's interesting with the snow. Like, So even with the snow, is there like a, do you have to dig deeper than you would like with sand, or is it the same kind of? No, no, you don't have to dig deeper. Um, and it, it depends on the snow. I mean, this was this was kind of like uh, late season snow, like hard the kind that you can pack. almost walk across, but then you can't, and you're driving through and you get stuck on it. It's not the powder, right? Right. You're, so, um, but no, I think I I dug maybe 18 inches or so. I basically dug right down to where the uh, the ground was. Okay. So I was able to basically not even disturb the the ground. So oh, I guess wow. after it melted, it was all fine, right? Nice. Um, so I don't know, it's 18, maybe two feet, but in snow, it's super easy to dig. Yeah. It's just really quick. Super dense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so it was just, it turned out to be really easy, but I didn't have to, I didn't have to like set up and then get stuck again and set up and get stuck nice. again and set right. up and get stuck again. I just you, you set up You were able once. to go 150 feet and yeah. throw yourself up. Yeah, it was great. Um, so now that you've stolen the mic away from Brian, <laughs> uh, why don't, why don't you talk about how you got started into off-road yourself? Ah, because well, you guys seem really passionate. So I'm assuming, yeah. there's some love there that that goes be, be, before <laughs> Dead Man, or or does it? It does. No, it absolutely does. Um, well, I actually grew up in the Deep South, and okay. so I grew up. Uh, I always wanted a Jeep, and so when I was 16, I how interesting you both started out with Jeeps or wanting Jeeps. I know. Now we found a Toyota. Toyota. I, I don't know if there's something to that or not, but. <laughs> I've had four Jeeps and they're all amazing. I had I had two Wranglers. I had two uh, two XJs. Nice. Um, I loved them. They're great. But then I ended up getting a family. Need a little more room as well. There you go, I don't have size. four kids. Yeah. I have three. Um, but yeah, I was like, I'm gonna try this Toyota thing, and and I, I love it. It's great. <laughs> it sounds like it's a thing. It might stay around for a while. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> so, I've been really happy with it. So you grew up. You grew up loving Jeeps. I did. I grew. <laughs> <laughs> nice what? play, exactly. Uh, no, I just, I just, you know, I think that's a really good thing to talk about. It is a good thing. You love Jeep so much. He's so just I, feeling a little left out because he's the only. I'm Jeep the only on this dude. Trip. This is the first time I'm like the only Jeep in a crowd of like nine. How many rigs? Nine, yeah, ten, nine, nine, nine yeah. rigs. Um, and we're 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 not a group. We're not, <laughs> right, we're not, right, a, group. We're not a group. We're not a group. Um, 
Yeah, you are the only Jeep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're also the only one supercharged, which is pretty awesome as well. Yeah, it is it's pretty kind awesome. Kind of an, it gets it gets like on some people's nerves because it is loud. <laughs> but yeah, it's it, the whistling that gets me. It's definitely fun. On, yeah. On yeah. those wide open roads. Yeah. Well, I grew up in the I say deep south. I grew up in the Atlanta area. Okay. Um, and so yeah, we'd we'd go off in the woods and and I don't know if the the land was public or private. We'd just find some trail <laughs> and we'd go like spin our tires and do yes. things I wouldn't do today. But spin it, uh, kid and for permission, or ask for forgiveness and ask for permission. Yeah, I was totally that. Yeah, <laughs> we'd break stuff and I just had a lot of fun just getting out in the woods. I grew up hiking my dad was a boy scout you know oh, we, cool. we'd go out all the time and so this was an opportunity to go out you know in, in a different way and so had a blast with that i moved out to california in 2006 just a little bit before bryant okay. did and uh but it w- wasn't until bryant um started working on this idea of the dead man that i really took my tacoma and started really building it the way that i kind of always wanted to right so he gave me the excuse and uh maybe a bit of a reason to and uh, you know i could talk to my wife that and thing explain is a beast, to her man that thing is a absolute Thanks. beast it has such a big stance that i thought it was a ton yeah right yeah. like it's it's a it's a monster <laughs> i've and, had and people ask me if i bought the whole catalog <laughs> yeah right yeah no doubt <laughs> hey, but you know what's we know what, what what i see what thinks what i think is crazy is that not only it it looks like it's a tank but Man, do you move in that thing? Like you jam, <laughs> you like a mash, yeah, yeah. Like you yeah. jam in that thing. It's a fun platform. Yeah. It really is. It's a lot of fun. It's it's amazing. I can go fast, and I can I can crawl over stuff as well. It's it's. Yeah. I'm really happy with it. Yeah, that's uh, pretty rad. The setup seems really good, and I really enjoyed uh, trailing you on the on the trail. Like because the only reason you were trailing me is because I had the map. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was just good to have somebody like wide open, you know, like going yeah. for it. And yeah. yeah. Uh, often, you know, people like you know they're overly reserved. Like you're going way below the speed limit, and uh, that's not super fun. You know, so it's nice. It's nice to sometimes open. <laughs> but you know what's funny? It's how it's 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 how you avoid needing a Francis with you. Sure. Yeah, that too. That too, right? But that's why they brought Francis. Yeah. So we can have fun. yeah exactly. I've, I've had my Francis moment too. I yeah. have. have you? Yeah. yeah. What was what? What would you say is probably the worst time you've ever had on the trail? Um, because this has been a pretty good trip for you. This has been a good yeah. trip. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Totally. Yeah. Um. Well, what's that? Maybe it's free trip. Yeah. Well, so. I can't think of a time when I've had a bad time on a on a trail. Okay. But I've definitely had my my own share of mechanical Maybe troubles. Maybe most challenging time. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Well. I mean, I'm. I, funny enough, it was actually very similar to Bryant's. I've been to tie rod. Oh, okay. um, so on the IFS, you know, that's one of the weak spots, especially with thirty fives. He uh, tacoed the taco. <laughs> he tacoed the taco. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a really tame sort of trail. Uh, there was a little obstacle, and I thought, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that obstacle. We were out doing something uh, with Rogue Overland. They wanted to do a, a demo of the, of the product, get a video. It was kind of just right after the Kickstarter. Okay. And um, so it was just this really simple thing just to get off on a trail and, and, and do a, a quick review. And it turned into disaster. And so bent the tie rod. It did taco the taco. It was pointed in at a 45 degree angle. We didn't have any of the stuff that we needed. We were not prepared for it. Oh, no. And so it was this interesting situation where we actually got to put the dead man to use. We, we, we put the dead man, we had two of them with us. We put one up on a tree, um, kind of straight off in front of the truck. And then we went back at a 
45 or 70 whatever degree angle back more like by the kind of behind where the driver is but way off to the side maybe 20 yards okay and then we came back with the winch line back to the tire so we kind of created this big triangle okay and we used the winch in that situation to pull the tire out and straighten the tire up. no way and it and it it worked. It, it was just one of those things where it's like, wow, we got to get out of here. I don't know how to get this thing out. The tie rod bent at a complete 90 degree angle. Uh, like we're, we're in the middle of this trip. How are we going to get out? And so we, we got, you know, kind of pulled out the, the old MacGyver and straightened it out. We, uh, we used duct tape and zip ties and crescent wrenches as basically a splint and we drove out. Wow. So it was, it was pretty cool. This is, uh, this is what you get when you get a bunch of brains behind a company. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But I will say this. In the meantime, the Rogue Overland guys like sent two guys ahead. They just like finished a trail in like, less than no time flat, called up a bunch of people, went over to AutoZone, grabbed new tie rods, and they went back. Because cause we had no idea whether we were going to get off. Like, sure. This, yeah. is, this was like, okay. Contingency. Yeah. Contingency. So they just like, they literally said they'd never done this trail this fast. Wow. It's like they bombed the entire trail. <laughs> like, not only did they bring new tie rods, they also brought what Burger King. Like, <laughs> oh my god, they, they did. They just they gave us food. They gave us tie rods and everything. Like, unfortunately, we were already off the trail. That's pretty. But rad. it was just like it was so awesome just to see the community again. It's like just the community coming together just to to right. grab everything we needed. Totally. Yeah, I think one of them was actually in the movies at the time and he got the, the call and he's like, he just left. He just, he just dropped wow. everything he was doing and left. And by the time we met up with them, it was midnight. Yeah. So, I mean, these guys just really pulled out all the stops to help out. So that was one of our, one of the more recent memory kind of like opportunities to see the community come together of these, these overlanders. And, uh, it's just been amazing. So, you know, I've, I have a wife who started her own business and I've had, you know, family members who've started their own. I know how challenging it can be to have your own business. And I and I used to actually do consulting myself. Um, what are the challenges that you guys went through? I mean, it couldn't it couldn't be all easy and Kickstarter like, you know, bliss. It it had to have had a lot of like bumps and I'm I'm sure maybe it still does, but like what are these challenges that you guys go through that maybe you would like be able to like kind of put out there so other people who are like, you know, starting their own thing could maybe be ahead of or you know gain some insight from mm, it's a good question well i think we already identified one of them you know the challenge of manufacturing is, okay. is one thing um when you look at the product it looks pretty simple but when you think about trying to to make it and make it at scale and make it at a, a price that like works for for the community and works for you like that's kind of hard to do and we're really passionate about doing everything in the u.s as well and so we wanted to source u.s materials and make sure that all the workmanship was done in the u.s everything's made in the u.s everything got it yeah and so we want to make sure that we we maintain that and so that meant it was going to be a little bit harder to do it's going to be a little bit more expensive and some of those things so it, it obviously took us a lot longer to to um get some of the products that we wanted out or um get the get the volume that we wanted out right. so those have been some challenges um yeah, I think I think just you know Bryant and I we're very passionate about this. This is something that we we're doing now, but it's not our full time jobs. And so trying to balance work and life and and our passion, which is also work, and right. you know making making this thing work. Yeah, it's 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 challenging, but it's fun. We love it. Yeah, it, exactly. So there's there's a lot of challenges, like Daniel was saying, just the the balance between work and and life and family and. So it's it's a lot 
it's hard, it's difficult, but you know, there's just been um, so many times where it's been validating, you know, it's just like what we're doing is a good thing. You know, yeah. people are saying it's like, this is just such a great product. And, and then again, like I mentioned before, just the industry is just so accepting as a whole. Like it's, there's no, there's no aloofness. There's, it's mm. everybody's just like, we're all in it together and we're, we're all, all just fun. Yeah. I think, we're all having fun. For the most part. Yeah. And, and it's just been so cool to just like come into this as new people and, and just to be accepted as we have been and just like, this is cool. This is awesome. Like way to go guys. Like just keep it up. And, and so, you know, there's definitely challenging times where it's just like, ah, oh, it's like, you know, we just, we wanted to, 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 to grow faster or whatever it might be it was like things are not going as smoothly as we want but then we have these times where we're just like we're like man like i love your product it's been so great like i've used it several times and there's other people it's like it just makes so much sense and yeah. like i want that insurance policy yep. and just like it's been good and we've we've been very um intentional about making sure that our product is something that's actually legit you know right like we we wanted to make sure that what we've done is something that is not just a gimmick, but something that's truly accepted. And so we've gotten a lot of feedback from people who do training professionally. You know, oh, who, there's some notable names in that group, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, it, it's what's really been cool for us is that at the um, Overland Expos, which is some of the biggest expos for the Overland community in, in the United States, like they use it multiple times in their in their demonstrations and, and those guys demonstration cool. and the 7p in particular they're the ones who who run all the training and like it's kind of in there and so that's been really cool but we've we've sold deadman all around the world nice you know we've i mean it's it's been yeah everywhere it's one of those pieces of equipment like you said it's a piece of insurance it's piece of equipment it's so like the same way you wouldn't leave your house on a on a trail ride without your toe strap you wouldn't leave without your right. dead man if you have one like you it literally becomes like for me it's always in the rig always like right and that that was our goal yeah it's, it's, just, it's something that you didn't have to think about right it's like it's just there you know so when you need it it's there when you don't need it whatever it's it's just it's still there he likes to ride along he's a good co-pilot mr yes. dead man yeah yeah yeah, he's a good guy. Quiet he's a good guy to have. He's quiet. He's a strong, quiet type. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Strong, quiet type. Doesn't ask for much. Just, <laughs> just needs a hole. Just long for the ride. Yeah. <laughs> just, or just a tree. Needs, or a rock. He just needs a dark corner to sit in. <laughs> um, we've got uh, we've got Axel here, who's actually between he's Frank like, and I. He's like shivering, trying to get yeah. in, in between the buddy heaters. Yeah, we've yeah. got two buddy heaters going on the ground because it's cold AF, like in the desert right now. Yeah, actually, last night was like really nice where we were, and now we're at a little bit more of an elevation. We're at elevation and we're exposed and thank so, you thankfully the w has not made its appearance yeah we're, we yeah. won't talk about the w yeah, <laughs> yeah. and uh and yeah and and so axel here what, what kind of dog is axel axel is a vishla a vishla and He's just gorgeous so gorgeous yeah. dog like super soft super well behaved like good disposition and it kind of and i and i don't mean to bring us down at all but i did want to just touch real quick on a good friend of ours eric from american overland Who's uh, yeah, who's yeah. beautiful, beautiful Doberman Samson? Who's been uh, companion on many trails uh, that we've been on and uh, cleanups, and um, it's it's always so great to have a dog there, right? It's always yeah. so great to have this like source of just affection and um, doesn't want anything back from you except for maybe like a scrap of food or a, a toss of your ball, um, but it just brings so much warmth to the group and. 
Samson unfortunately passed uh, this past week, and you know I know I can only imagine how hard it was on Eric and uh, Jen. Um, but we just want to say that we we hope they they find uh, they find happiness in the memories that they made yeah. with Samson and. Uh, um, it's always hard. Whatever else comes to lose in the a future. pet, yeah, especially a dog. I feel like it's tough. It's tough, yeah. And we met Samson like a year ago at the cleanup, Joshua Tree cleanup. Yep. Um, that was probably one of the first times I met Samson, and yeah, he went he went on camping trips with us to Calico. Right. Samson went everywhere. Yeah, it was he, so cool. He it was did. it was awesome. And yeah. so when I see Axel here, I'm like, oh, it kind of reminds me of how Samson was, and yeah. same color even. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very similar. Same disposition, like just super chill dog around camp, just having like a good time. Yeah. Um, it's cool. It was always cool. I was hoping that Axel and Samson would get to meet each other on this trip. Oh, oh yeah. I've gone together on trips, yeah. and he'd bring Samson. I'd forget Axel, or vice versa, or something. Right. Uh, so I would I would say that's probably why Eric didn't come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, absolutely. I don't blame him. Yeah, uh, but not to bring us down. Um, I just, you know, super, super thankful for um, just the opportunity to kind of connect with you guys and and mm-hmm. and get exposed to a whole other group of people like who drive these things called Toyotas. <laughs> um, Frank, Frank, I think has like a, a, re- a really weird looking Jeep, but the rest of you guys, are, <laughs> the rest are, of you guys, <laughs> are driving Toyotas. That's funny. I got a. Hey, you know what? You guys were there. I think we all did. We got a Jeep wave today. We did. Right. I, did. I yes. got a Jeep wave. No, you did not. <laughs> you did I was not. in the front. Yeah. They she were just so me. excited to see my Jeep. They started really well in advance. <laughs> this remember. guy. No. <laughs> She's like, those guys know what's going on. Right. Those yeah. guys know what's up. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That, that reminds hilarious. me when we were in Moab, Frank was doing the Jeep wave out of my That's Jeep. Right. That's right. That's right. I didn't want to be rude because they imposter. I didn't want to be rude. Like, no. here's Kate the Jeep, you right? You enjoyed it. This giant flashy wrap on the side. It's like everyone knows who's <laughs> who's cruising the street. Yeah, right. Like, you don't want to be there going, like, you know, basically, like, being rude to people, right? Like, that's... Yeah. You don't want to do that. No. So, don't do that. I, I don't forced myself... Yeah, I forced myself to, to wave. <laughs> you know, I'm bummed. Uh, I'm bummed on this trip. We didn't stop by that Manson cabin. <sighs> I know. Oh yeah, what Just was that called? It. Um, uh, started with a B, didn't Baker? It? Is it Baker? Yeah. Something or uh, man, I don't know. But it's something. Yeah, so it was all. It was at the beginning of Barker Barker, Barker Ranch. Barker, Barker Ranch. Ranch. Yes, yeah, exactly. that's what it is. Yeah, the signs. They were so weird. The, they're so they kept misleading. Left. Yeah, they're for so a misleading. Mile. Yeah. And I'm so, looking at my map, going, it's right. It's and definitely it's right not left. Here. Yeah. Maybe it's better we didn't go. But like, yeah. what? So what was the history on that? Like, I is I that where they kind of hold up? I think that's where they. That's where he made his last stand. Yeah, where he made his last stand. Yeah, he burned down, but they didn't. Did they burn it down? No, he was hiding. If I remember, if I remember the story correctly, he was hiding in the bathroom under the in inside the um the van, not the vanity, that little where your sink is. That that like kind of drawer cabinet where you put your sink in. Right? It's you know how tiny those are. Yeah, he was in there. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, they were, he was like crossed up in there and he was like, I think I want to say that he almost, they didn't find him. Like he almost got away with it. Shit. Could you imagine? Got away by By hiding in there. Yeah. By hiding in there. Yeah. Cabinet. Yep. It's so crazy. Um, Anyway, so we didn't get to see that. There's some other things, but you know, like what this did was it kind of, like I said, it did open my eyes up to this area. And I will definitely come back. Yeah, Death Valley is a first, I think, for both of us. This is really an amazing area. I mean, there are hundreds of miles of of stuff to explore. And the trails are pretty awesome too, right? The trails are are crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they run, and they have a huge range of of e- of difficulty, like from easy to yep. crazy challenging. Yeah, plenty of fire roads if that's all you want, and some yeah. great places to camp. But then we obviously found some some more challenging stuff uh, yesterday yeah. as well. Yeah, 
yeah, it's a good range of stuff, but I love that you can just get out here. It's kind of unlike any other uh, landscape that you're going to see. Yeah, the terrain and is absolutely Mars. stunning. Yeah. yeah, and you can just kind of disappear and just get a little bit of that quiet time, and it's it's beautiful. It's I think a, it's, it's true stunning. of most national parks, but it's kind of amazing how, how many of the famous landmarks are here, right? Like racetrack, Devil's Golf Course, yeah. right? Like all these like super famous kind of landmarks. They're all a lot of them are right here, right? Yeah. It's like going to Yosemite and you hear about Half Dome and you know Horse Hill Falls and all these yeah. different places, right? Yosemite Falls. They're all within like a half mile of each other, yeah. right? They're all like right there, right? And, and I mean they're more spread out here for sure. Oh yeah. But all of these crazy famous landmarks are right here in Death Valley. And they're actually really close to where we're currently camped out at too, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're not yeah. too far. Yeah, not too far. This is very cool. Yeah, man. yeah. I think most people just kind of think, "Oh, Death Valley, that's hot and below sea level, right?" That's, exactly. Yeah. It's just you know? it's just a desert. What's the big deal? And yeah. you know what? Seeing those the those crazy hills that came in that were almost painted, like they had these crazy colors going on, and then yeah. snow capped mountains, and then the Sierras right now off in the distance. Yeah, right that was a trip. Yeah. Like, like just those crazy storm clouds. Yeah, above the Sierras, storm clouds above the Sierras, and then you have these crazy like valleys that are just like magnificent like they're they're gigantic truly awesome yeah you yeah. you drop yeah. over you awesome. come over this yeah. over this around this corner and you see this valley that you're about to go into and the valley looks like it goes on for days like it's just insane yeah, yeah. and you guys you guys just got a taste of it exactly yeah, so I, yeah I look forward to coming back with you guys and yeah, i can't wait seeing some it's more. like the small sampler platter right yeah. that's yeah. exactly what we got the sampler i want to come back for valley. the buffet right yeah um <laughs> You know, one thing that we, we sometimes do, and I don't know if you guys are interested, but we talk about a, a product that we have or that we take with us um, mm-hmm. that could give some insight to people who are listening about, like, you know, things that make your life easier on the trail. And, of course, we've already uh, been a dead man to death. Um, but uh, Pun intended? Yeah, pun intended. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, somebody's got to get my humor. The good news is if you beat a dead man to death, it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah right, right. That's what it's there for. <laughs> It can hold up. It can hold up just fine. But uh, do you guys uh, do you guys have a, a product that you're just like, dude? I'm stoked that I have this. Uh, well, yeah. Why don't you start, Brian? That one. All right. So, a recent discovery of mine was the the fridge. Okay. And honestly, um, so like I have a Snowmaster fridge now. Yes. I was gonna like, don't say the other name. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like Snowmaster has been time. great. But honestly, like as far as like an upgrade, like that is like top mod. Honestly, like moving from a cooler to a refrigerator has been so much the money well worth spent. Oh, like dude, it, I know it's just I totally it, it's it's so I tried it once. I got to borrow Daniel's. He had one before me. I borrowed it for the Rebel Rally. Um, yeah. and it was just like night and day difference to, to have that with me and, and to have like everything cool, no dealing with ice, whatever. Totally. Like, so it's just been unbelievable. So that would be like one of my like top products that I just, I'm loving it right now. Yeah, no, I, I will totally agree with you. Not that it's my pick for this one, but I've talked about the fridge before. Like, it's a total game changer. I it mean, really is. I went to the jo- the last Joshua Tree cleanup, and I drove the KC Gladiator, and that didn't have a fridge. There was nowhere really to put it, and I didn't have, like, a constant power kind of connected with it. So I, I grabbed a cooler. Within the first day, all the ice was melted. Yeah. Everything was swimming. I'm like, yeah. oh, this is what I wasn't dealing with right. before because, yeah, I have a Snowmaster, too. I've, I've got a 42-liter. What do you have? Uh, the 40 liter classic. Okay. Yeah. Um, actually, I have the, the 90 
the 90 liter expedition that's going to be going in my my travel trailer all right my, my little yeah tent trailer nice so i've got that's a lot of space uh, i'm yeah. running two well you know four kids yeah, yeah that's, that's a lot of food yeah. yeah yeah that's that's a lot yeah so no um, it's it's clutch it is clutch and it, it's one of those things where it's just like you look at the price and it's like wow, it's so much money but at the same time like afterward actually after you, you deal with like the issue of even like you buy like a nice cooler like honestly i bought a nice cooler and i was disappointed like just how quickly the ice goes away yep. and even a day or two such a hassle and then you draining move to a fridge it and all that yeah. it's just it just makes such a difference like it's it's just one of those things that you don't think you really need like ah coolers are just fine but then when you start using one it's like wow it really is well, a it's like your shit's cold and it's not wet yeah you know yeah, yeah. And, and you can actually stuff a lot more because it's not half filled with ice right right you so, got it's all that usable space that you have yeah right? it's so right. much more usable and yeah because so, i do have a cooler and it's for me you lose about 20 to 30 percent yep. of the space in yep. just ice and then you never have to worry about it yeah. things floating yeah yep. it's, it's just nasty so yeah no daniel how about you is this the part where i talk about the axe Oh, oh yeah. yeah, good story. Oh man, tell us about how you this is where got all your workout. So this is like actually benefited from this. My my answer to your question, but I had so much fun with that axe. Just it's a nice it, looking axe. It was great. Well, yeah, it's a beautiful axe. It is I a think pretty it's good a looking axe. Holtzbruck, I think. Okay. Yeah, Holtzbruck. Got that like axe. leather on the hilt. And, yeah, yeah, just yeah. I just I just wanted to swing it. It was so much fun. We're out in the desert. Like I still brought it. I don't know what I'm I think you're the only one that brought a tree for firewood. <laughs> I saw the stump. Like, hey, yeah. guys, grab that. I'm gonna split it later. <laughs> it was pretty we, awesome. <laughs> we had fun. You guys were mocking me. The I crazy just, part like, is I don't, I don't think any of us actually believed that you were gonna split that monstrosity. <laughs> no, we just wanted well, to see it was because suffer. of yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah. Because of that, I was going to split it. And then you did, and we were all like, <laughs> "Whoa!" Did good you guys job. just feel that radiating, like emanating right. testosterone? That yeah, we all. We all just got like the wave of man. The wave Apparently, of I don't man. get out enough. Yeah, yeah. The wave of man just burst like a like a supernova across the desert. <laughs> uh, but in all seriousness, to your question, I think this trip um, for me was comms. Okay, having really good comms. Yeah, um, that is kind of was, was like especially with how many times people broke down and how far apart yeah. we were. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. So. Um, I have backup comms uh, as well, and so that was really helpful because when I got here, I've got a mobile setup. So I've got the Yaesu 8900, uh, the quad yeah, ham radio. Yeah, great radio, yeah. Um, and it's it's been great. I've used it a bunch. And we got here, and I couldn't talk to anybody. I could hear them if they were really close. I yeah. could talk to them if they are really close. But we got any distance, and the handhelds that everyone was using were outdistancing me. I'm like, there's That's something not wrong. right. Yeah. 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 So, Especially considering you're putting out 10 times the wattage. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, I limped along with my own hand, handheld on the first day and then ended up figuring out what the problem was and got it fixed. It was an antenna um, cable issue that was fixed the next day. But oh, the, I wonder the, if that's what's going on with me. Maybe. Huh. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Or the yeah. corrosion. Yeah. There was some corrosion on the contact too. There was. Oh, yeah. yeah. That could have been uh, leftovers from Soda Lake. Yep. <laughs> Would not surprise me yeah. one bit. <laughs> but um, once we got that figure, figured out, everything was great. But yeah, comms, just you've got to have comms out yep. here. I mean, we had trouble at different points, uh, just connecting up, staying together. Even when we first met up with you guys, right. the inreach from Garmin was yeah. Just clutch because you guys could say, "Hey, we're here." Yeah, or we, we're yeah, we're just coming in the Trona, for example. I think I sent you that and say, yeah. "Hey, we're like eight miles out from our exactly, yep. yeah. exactly." So just being able to stay connected or to get connected, uh, even when we got split up later, getting reconnected, just comms is is critical. So I, I really love the the Garmin inReach and the Yesu radios. Yeah, yep. I've used. Yes. I've had my inReach now for probably going on two years, and this is the first time I've used it 
as an as a means of group communication. Hmm. Like I've usually I've normally used it um, with the preloaded messages to text my wife, "Hey, we're at camp. All's good. Just talk to you tomorrow." That kind of stuff just to mm-hmm. check in. Um, but this is the first time I've used it to actually tell someone, "This is where we're at," or "This is where we're going." Yeah. That kind of thing, and send waypoints or send your current location. It's it's very useful. I'm am- yeah. I'm amazed at how I've been underusing this device. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. I mean, yeah. it's the only way. Sorry, I was just gonna say it's the only way I can talk to my wife when I'm like on right. the trail. Right. Yeah. yeah. Just absolutely. let her know like things are cool. Or- yeah. And the fact it's peace of mind for her. She knows that she can get in hold of us. And that's sort right. Of thing. But, right. You know, ham radio is fantastic, but unless you really know how to use it, and you're gonna hit the repeaters and the yeah, you're connected you're with, to repeaters. Yeah. Know how to do all that as well, and you've you've kind of figured this out ahead of time. Like it's just. It's a it's a glorified it's walkie-talkie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At that point, yeah. with really great range. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah. So the inReach has has been fantastic. Right on. Um, how about you, Frank? For me, um, it'll be my newest addition to the the gear family, which is my little buddy heater. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Dude. So I have a buddy heater. Obviously, I think that's kind of a staple for everybody. Right, I mean, just looking on this table. So useful. Right, they're so useful. They're so convenient uh, to have in your tent. Um, I just picked up a little buddy heater because I just started sleeping in the back of the FJ now, and so this is just too big and too hot for a space that small. Um, So I got the little buddy heater. I used it last night. Freaking awesome, fantastic. Worked like a charm. It's super like standard, super easy on, super easy off. Uses the same fuel. And you can use that in a I like can, a closed space. Yeah, I can yeah. use it in a closed space. Nice. Um, I did crack the window a little bit just sure. for the humidity, mm-hmm. right? To keep the humidity down. So I cracked my window maybe like I'm talking like a quarter of an inch just to get some flow. Cause I also didn't want to lose a bunch of heat. Mm-hmm. But it was perfect, absolutely perfect. I wasn't too cold at night. I slept like a champ, and the little buddy heater came in clutch. Little so, buddy. Yeah. So carry a little buddy with you. That's Aww. awesome. Um. Yeah, so for me, it would be the portable bathroom setup. Oh yeah, dude! I, like I'm, I've dug many holes. Like I've mm-hmm. done it, and it's not like I am too good for it. But I went on a trail with my buddy Josh. Uh, at the time, he was SoCal Expedition. I forget what he. I changed. think he still is. Is it SoCal Expedition? Yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, man. I mean, he he had like. He, he basically had a bathroom set up like maybe 10, 15 feet away from his, his Jeep. And he's like, yeah, if you need to use the restroom here, take one of these packs. And I'm like, what is this? And I'm like, oh, yeah, the packs, the, are, pack and, the packs take a little getting used to. You're like, yeah. what's happening? And it's like, it's like the bag. It's <laughs> right. the bag that you put into this like portable toilet. And then that that's like your waste collection. It's got powder in it. That, oh, like, so it like congeals? Yeah, congeals. Yes. And, and it like, kills the scent. Think of it like human mm-hmm. kitty litter. Yeah. And then, okay. And then he had the yeah. buddy heater, which is the first time I ever saw a buddy heater yeah. in there. So he had oh, the pilot had a light on. Warm bathroom, Dude, right? Warm wow. Bathroom. Go and powder is, your nose. This is yeah, in the Mojave. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is in the Mojave when it was snowing too, when we were out there. And so, <laughs> so you warm your tush. Dude, right? it was so comfortable. Dude, talk about luxury camping. I'm oh like, my this God. is actually more comfortable in the bathroom than it is outside with everybody else around the fire. <laughs> That's why you stayed in there, right? Yeah, totally. And uh, and then yeah, and then you know these are like one time use, like little packs, and I've I've. Throughout the throughout the past year of using it, I've realized you could just use a trash bag even if you needed to, like mm. in, in, in a pinch. <laughs> no <Yeah>. pun intended. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ew. <Yeah>. Ew. <laughs> and and uh, oh man, we've we've totally degraded down to uh, downgraded down to like down to potty jokes, potty folks. Humor. Um, yep. But uh, but yeah, it's good for the kids. You know, it's comfortable for them. And my my oldest son, Jackson. I remember the first time I ever took him camping. He was like, he was nine at the time and he disappears. I'm like, Jackson, where'd you go? He's like, Oh, I just took a dump. And I'm like, 
Wait, Wait what? What? And I'm like, and he like did dis- fully disappeared and like came back. I don't did he know, take like, toilet paper with him at least? I, I don't know. I probably not. I don't fully know. <laughs> he just He's disappeared, like- <laughs> shot out something, and then came back. Shot out something. Came- ejected it and came back. <laughs> and, uh, left a little, wee little present in it for your daddy. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, Anyways, that's hilarious. So now, now everyone's got a little bit of comfort, especially for the wife too. Yeah. yeah. I take yeah. full advantage. Well, I mean, I, I, so we're in a mostly a group of guys here, uh, but one of the guys has his daughter with him, and he's doing the same thing. I did the yep. same with my daughters. I've got three yeah. of them, and that's basically the only way they'll go camping. Right? With me is yeah, absolutely. Bringing that along, but it folds up in, into nothing. Into nothing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's actually really convenient. For, and it's for them. and it's pretty hygienic because like the bag takes everything, and then you just wipe it down. You're good. Like, yeah. 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 Um, well, on that note, let's uh, let's pay some let's bills. Pay I'm some bills. Stoked that you guys came on. Uh, we're gonna just give a quick shout to uh, our our very first sponsor and a huge supporter of our podcast and our adventure is uh, Rig Supply. Yep, yep. Our good friends at Rig Supply, the makers of the Ultra Swing, the Universal Ultra Swing, and the mega, the mega Swing. swing. Yep. yep, exactly. So and, uh, the hitch hitch extender, the hitch extender. Yep. yep. The, wa- the anti wobble hitch extender, yep. uh, which Ollie is a big fan of. If you've heard Just our other episodes, I can take my bikes with me. Where I go. Yep. Yep. Exactly. He can take his bikes with him and, um, ride his mountain bike and hopefully avoid concussions this time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One too many. <laughs> One too many. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but good good people, check out their podcast. We've got both Luke and Jason on separate podcasts. Yep. And uh, you can just get, gain some insight as to why they're such an awesome company. Yeah, what makes those two tick. Why they might be good for your next project. Absolutely. Yep. Definitely, a, a, definitely a piece of kit worth having. And I guess like just explain it real quick. It's it's basically a tire carrier. Um, it's, it's a, a swing yeah, out, it's swing carrier, out, yeah. But it also it gives you in, like a table. Like you could you uh, mount your rotor packs it. to it. You could mount your max racks to it. You could mount your dead man body bag to you it. You could. Luke yeah. does. Yep. Luke does. Yeah, yeah there yeah, you go. Yeah, you See? could. And have it accessible. Actually, that whole accessibility thing, when I first started out, I used to put all my recovery gear in my goose gear drawer mm-hmm. in the back of my Jeep. Mm-hmm. Never thinking, what if when I really need it, my back's up against something and I can't get out. Uh, that's yeah. right. You can't open so, your door. You can't. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. why it makes sense to keep your stuff on the outside of your rig where, yep. wherever you can, or at or least you can get to it. Whenever. You can get to it. Yeah. yeah. Easy access. Um, so yeah. And then, uh, and then let's give a quick shout out to, uh, Casey highlights. That's right. Casey highlights makers of some of our favorite lights. Yeah. The gravity, uh, Pro, the six gravity bar. pro six bar and the chase bar. We, I don't, I don't, you know, we talk chase about bar got a lot of compliments. Yes. We talk trip. about the gravity pro six a lot, sure. but one of, but my favorite light is the chase bar. Yeah. Like I love that thing. It's the multifunction chase bar is clutch. And you're right. It got a ton of compliments this trip. Um, I have not yet met a single person who's got every feature of the chase bar properly wired yet. Like, I have. I love. I love the way I have mine wired. I think it's. But it doesn't. You don't utilize every single piece of. I do. Do you? So the way, you the way I want to, but I do. Well, I'm saying like so. It gives you blinkers. It gives you uh, running lights. It gives you brake lights, and it gives you flashing ambers. Yeah, but I think that's the beauty of it, right? Is that when you get this kit, when you sorry, when you get this light bar, you have all the wiring, right? So you can wire it however you want. Right, and for me, blinkers don't matter on the trail. Sure. Right, you, you're the person behind you should be able to see you. Right, so the things that matter on the trail to me are are vehicle actions. I'm hitting the brakes. I'm throwing it in reverse, and and my position. That's that's red, white, and ambers. Right. Right. You don't need to know what which way I'm turning. This the trail goes all over the place. Like the blinker ain't gonna help you. But right for my case, where my side 
but light so yeah, yours are blocked. Are, exactly. I need it as a third brake light, turn signal, everything, so that people can actually see. And that see. flexibility is the beauty of it, yeah. 100%. Yeah. But I, I would like flashing embers, which I don't have wired up myself. So Yeah, so that's that's how I have mine set up. Is, um, I love the dual-stage brake lights, by the way. Yeah. The fact that you that's can awesome. turn on your lights, the brake lights come on as just a light, and then they go bright when you hit your brakes, yep. just like a regular vehicle light. Yep. Like, it's awesome. It's pretty badass. Yeah. So, so thanks, KC, for being awesome. Check them out. KCHighlights.com. That's H-I-L-I-T-E-S. KCHighlights.com. Yep. And don't forget, you can always find us at RiggedForDirt.com. You can find us at RiggedForDirt on the Instagrams. Tell your friends to listen to us on Spotify or Apple iTunes. That's right. Leave a review for us on iTunes if you can. We'd appreciate the feedback. And if you want to get wordy with us and give us some some deeper feedback you can reach us directly yeah dm us on instagram and uh, we'd be happy to respond yeah we're happy to chat good night guys and thanks daniel thanks brian for uh coming on and just sharing your story with us and telling us who thanks you are for leading this trip yeah like, yeah seriously thanks for even having us on this trip and just you know um being supporters of the project and uh um doing what you guys do to, to help make sure that people when they get into a really bad spot aren't in that bad of a spot yeah it's our pleasure thank you very much for having us out here and for having us on the uh, podcast right on brother yeah <laughs> yeah well <laughs> Axel just took the podcast gear <laughs> thank you thanks guys good night good night, night. Um, this is Ali Keith the Jeep Frank Trucky McTruck Face thank you guys thanks thanks